Why Following Your Passion is a Load of Garbage, an audio recording from Surviving 20-something. Did I draw you in with the dramatic and controversial headline? I hope so. As a blogger of two dear blogs, editor of a digital mag, and an online business owner, I read a lot, especially online, about following your passion, about sticking it to the man. People still say that. And striking out on one's own to create the business of their dreams. Tried that road longer than expected and came with shitty directions. We're supposed to tap into our womanly intuition, listen to our hearts, and follow our calling so we can make waves in the world, so we can inspire other women everywhere to do the same, to take their destiny into their own hands rather than bumbling along on the conveyor belt. And this sounds pretty nice, right? In a theory, I love everything about this. I love taking chances, I love empowerment, I love boldness, bravery, and self-reliance. What I don't love about this ideal is the idea that we come with a ready-made passion, that we're somehow assigned a calling at birth, and when the time is right, we're going to jump out of bed one morning shouting about how exactly we're going to change the world, or at least our world. We're expected to flounce into our 20s knowing our deepest, most spiritual heart, that we're supposed to be life coaches or pianists or motivational speakers or yoga teachers with unshakable certainty, with limitless devotion and passion. The problem? This is rarely the case. In fact, I'm not sure it's ever the case. Passions are not inbuilt. They're a combination of personality, character, and circumstance. For example, I quite enjoy creating brands and websites for think-outside-the-box type entrepreneurs. It's what I spend just about all of my work time doing when I'm not doing supportive tasks like blogging, social media work, etc. Is this my passion? I'm not really sure. It's certainly not what I expected I would be doing. Just before I graduated high school, I thought I would apply into history programs at university. When I graduated high school, I wanted nothing to do with university. I was 16 and instead took two years to work and visit my dear friend whom I met online in England. For a short while, I thought backpacking around the world was somehow essentially me, and I began to prepare to do this. Then, on a whim, I visited my old high school guidance counselor, applied to university for global studies, and two weeks later moved across the province for university. After changing my major four or five times, including archaeology and geography, I finished with a degree in English language and literature with a minor in medieval studies. I applied directly to graduate school for a master's in library and information science, completed seven-eighths of the program, and then dropped out to start my own business. Sort of. Even that wasn't exactly the way I expected. I thought for quite a while that I would rock a personal blog, open up a little online shop, and somehow make it. Instead, after several years of floundering, I ended up building websites for people, and I love this most of all. But I didn't head into business ownership thinking I would see my passion of web design realized. It was something that grew up organically out of a few years of blogging, then blog coaching, then doing website reviews, and finally after noticing that the visual aspects of the blogs I was reviewing was the first thing I gravitated to and the area I felt most comfortable. I started teaching myself more about web design and finally offered my services. The point, girl? You don't just follow your passion. You do things, lots of things, and after a while, you may find that you connect deeply with one of them. Or you may not. 
I'm not sure I believe that everyone even has some sort of deep life passion. Maybe not everyone finds that thing. Maybe some people spend their lives trying lots of things, enjoying the journey, but never finding a passion to which they want to devote their entire life. I'm not sure I have one, but I really love trying new and different things and devoting myself to learning about them, at least for a little while. The other thing I want to remind you is that you have a lot of time. Yes, your life could be cut tragically short, but otherwise, you likely have many decades before you. You have time to find many passions and to enjoy the pursuit of them. You could spend five years learning how to draw and getting pretty good at it, but decide it's not really for you, and then you could spend the next 10 years becoming a master of Krav Maga, and another 10 years becoming a botanist, and another 10 years learning to sail. So try things. Try lots of different things, even things you don't necessarily think you'll like, and stick with them for at least a couple of months before calling it quits, and read the book called Grit by Angela Duckworth. Seriously. Do you think that most famous successful musicians started out at eight years old professing their love for practicing guitar or piano for three hours a day? Probably not. Instead, after years of practicing and dedication, they discovered that the music and the work of it were meaningful things. Just like you can't find your soulmate sitting at home, yes, you actually have to go outside, go to bookshops, cafes, dog walking meets, etc. You won't find your passion without trying many different activities. I encourage you to take up a list of hobbies, pick up a few that appeal to your nature, and spend at least 30 days giving it a try. For recommended reading, check out The Happiness of Pursuit by Chris Guillebeau, Born for This, also by Chris Guillebeau, Grit by Angela Duckworth, and Roadmap, the Get It Together Guide for Figuring Out What to Do With Your Life by Road Trip Nation.